you don't need a lot of money to do more with it. Join Padma Lakshmi, Viola Davis, and Fidelity's Women Talk Money team during our free Women's History Month series as we get real about ways you can start planning and saving for the future you want so you can feel good about your money every step of the way. Save your seat today at fidelity.com slash WHM. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, member NYSE, SIPC. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. Can't tell me that that U.S. women's team is going to win the World Cup. I got to tell you, they were a post in extra time, in the second half stoppage time, away from being eliminated from the World Cup. So this substitute, Ana Capetta of Portugal, blasted a shot that hit the post. If it goes in, the U.S. goes home. And they were the odds-on heavy favorite to win their third straight World Cup. And they frankly haven't looked good in any game. They didn't even look good against Vietnam. And they didn't look good in the tie with the Netherlands. Uh, They should have won that game. They had a ton of chances in the second half. But they didn't win the game. And then they go out and play Portugal at 3 in the morning, like today, and you can't beat them either? I mean, honestly, the goalie for the U.S., Alyssa Nair said, it was a beautiful sound to hear it hit the post, that's for sure. Geez, I'll bet. So the tie lets the women from the U.S. advance to the knockouts as second-place finishers in Group E behind Netherlands. And that's the only positive thing you can say about this team. Instead of a game against either Italy or South Africa, the U.S. is going to looks like play Sweden in the round of 16, a team that has given the Americans all kinds of problems in the past, and they've looked great in winning their first two games. When they met in the 2020 Olympics, Sweden beat the U.S.'s ass three to nothing. You want more problems? How about midfielder Rose Lavelle? Very critical for this team. She got her second yellow of the tourney, and she'll sit. She won't play against Sweden. U.S. defender Kelly O'Hara said to her teammates, I just told him, listen, guys, like we did what we had to do. This game's done. Group stage is done. We advance. It's World Cup soccer. That's the name of the game. Get out of the group and go on from there. And for us, this is in the rear view. And the only thing that we're looking at and focused on is the round of 16. One game at a time. It's knockout soccer. Like it's time to go. The game was ugly. Players for the U.S. were hitting passes that were flying out of bounds. They completed just 62% of their passes, and that's terrible, especially for a team that's used to owning the possession of the ball in every game they play. When they got in close on Portugal, all of their finishing attempts were disastrous. 
the U.S. manager, Vlado Andonovsky, said, I don't think that was a good performance altogether, starting from the back line, midfield, forward. I don't think we were able to solve the problems that the opponent was presenting. There were moments where we did, and it looked good, but those moments were very few and not enough to be able to walk away uh, with several goals. So hopefully we can synchronize and get the lines in sync for the next opponent. The bottom line was Portugal made them uncomfortable. Whenever they had the ball, they had great chances. And if it wasn't for like some really good and lucky defense, they would have lost. Most critics believe that the U.S. wilted under the pressure. They didn't meet the moment. The bottom line is they're not putting good pressure on other teams. They're not doing anything up front. Their manager said, we know it's not good enough. We own it. You know, it's the first time in a Women's World Cup that the U.S. has failed to win at least two games in the group stage. They only beat Vietnam. And that was a lousy performance, too. When asked if they could play better than they did against Portugal, against Sweden, O'Hara said, I don't know, man, that depends on what Sweden is like. Alex Morgan said, I know this team and I know what we're capable of. And just because it hasn't clicked every moment on the field and we're not putting the goals in the back of the net doesn't mean these aren't the right players for the job. The confidence is there. And now we just have to prove it out on the field. End quote. I mean, anyone that's watched them play in these games knows that that's a load of bullshack. If they lose to Sweden, they'll exit the Women's World Cup earlier than any other team in U.S. history in the World Cup. Now, remember, Sweden needs just a point against last-placed Argentina in Group G to confirm the top place and the matchup against the USA. Netherlands was the Group E winner. They dominated Vietnam 7-zip. Megan Rapino said, obviously, we want to play great and score a lot of goals, and we didn't do that. We know it can be better and has to be better moving forward, but ultimately, we're on to the next round. Andonovsky said, the one thing I want to say is that this team wanted to win this game more than anything else. They put everything they could in preparation for this tournament in every game that they go into, so... To question the mentality of this team, to question the willingness to win, to compete, I think is insane. I've never seen this team step on the field and not try hard or not compete. Everyone is entitled to their opinion. They can say whatever they want, but I just know how this team feels. Carly Lloyd, who retired at the end of 21 after 16 years on the national team, now a commentator for Fox Sports, said, uh, you never want to take anything for granted. You put on that jersey and you want to give it everything you have for the people that came before you and the people that are going to come after you. And I'm just not seeing that passion. I'm just seeing a very lackluster, uninspiring, take it for granted. We're winning and training and doing all that we can do to be the best possible individual player is not happening. So let's move on to baseball. How about the Jays? Their star shortstop and American League batting leader Bo Bichette left that game last night at Rogers against the Orioles in the third inning. He ripped a shot to right field, rounded first, going for second. And he pulled up lame with a bad right knee. The Jays said he left the game because of right knee discomfort. It looked worse than that after they lost the game. 
John Schneider, their manager, said Bichette told him he felt his knee jam up while slowing up between first and second after the hit. Schneider said we're still gathering intel to see what we're going to do next. Bichette leads the American League with a 321 batting average. He reached on an infield single in the first and leads the AL with 144 hits. He has 17 homers, 59 RBIs in 106 games this season. He's a two-time All-Star. He led the American League in hits in 21 and in 22. And George Springer was out of the lineup. They lost the game, like I said. He's hitless in 29 at-bats. And they pay him tons of money. Now, I don't know if you saw the Astros last night, but your boy... Your Don Alvarez hit a three-run bomb in the sixth inning to put the Astros on top after Thor, Noah Syndergaard, left his Cleveland debut after taking a shot off of his calf on a line drive. The Astros won the game over the Guardians 7-3. to J.P. France was strong for seven innings, and they moved within a half game of... Texas in the AL West. Texas didn't play last night. And they're coming off getting swept over the weekend in San Diego. Alvarez says he's not comfortable yet at the plate. He's been out forever, but he's hit safely in every game. Like So uh, he's batting 389 with a double, two home runs and two walks and four RBIs since he came back from injury. He said, I don't want to call them lucky hits, but I've been battling at the plate, and it's one of those things where I've been, you know, here before. I'm going to continue working, and it's just a thing where I just need to play more games, just continue working on it, try to get back to where I was before. Meanwhile, Cleveland fell a game under 500 and one game behind first place Minnesota in the uh, AL Central. The division's weak, remember. Minnesota's still in first. Meanwhile, they've lost five in a row. Now, Syndergaard was actually doing well. He had allowed just two hits, and Cleveland was winning 2-0. Uh, when he walked Altuve to start the sixth inning, he stole second, and then Jeremy Pena hit the ball that bounced off his lower right leg. He fielded the ball, threw it to first for the out, but he was limping around a little bit, and they took him out. So one of Alvarez's hits was his 19th home run in right field. He blasted it to put the Astros up 4-2. Syndergaard said, as far as my calf, it feels worse now than it did when it happened. Uh, It just made it a little difficult to trust my backside. And Tito didn't want me going out there compensating because of it and risking a different kind of injury. France, meanwhile... Gave up seven hits and two runs in seven innings for his fifth straight win. He's seven and three now. Dusty Baker said the main thing is he's throwing strikes, and he's throwing first ball strikes. So the series will continue tonight. Houston will send the lefty Framber Valdez, who's eight and seven with a 3-2-9 ERA against righty Gavin Williams, who's one and two with a 3-3-5 ERA. So Glasnow dominated the Yankees. Rays won at 5-1 in the Bronx. The Red Sox lost in Seattle 6-2. Kirby basically dominated. Phillies 4-2 over the Marlins. Tijuana do Yawana. Walker improved at 12-4. The Nats have won 8 of 9 at home. They beat the Brewers 5-3. The Angels 4-1 over the Braves. Three solo home runs for the Angels. The Reds beat the Cubs. All they do is win. Votto 
uh, getting involved. He had two hits in the game for Cincy at Wrigley. And here's the amazing thing. The Rockies beat the Padres in 10 innings. McMahon's sack fly in the 10th gives Colorado the win at Coors. The Padres failed again. All year, they've never won four in a row. They had swept Texas, and they lost again. They still haven't won four in a row. And the D-backs caught the Giants napping, beat them in 11. Marte's RBI single in the 11th was the difference. Four to three. The Giants were coming off two walk-off wins over the weekend in a row. Set your mind free with a free plan from Fidelity. Start by organizing your plan around what matters most to you. As you go, you'll be able to see your full financial picture, which covers spending, saving, debt, and goals in one simple view. Get started by visiting fidelity.com slash free plan. Expenses charged by your investments and other costs and fees associated with trading or transacting in your account apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 